0: What's up, everybody? Thanks for tuning in this week to Eastern Current. This is number ten for us. We never thought we'd make it this far. We just kind of wanted to Dude. do three episodes and then get the heck out. But here, here we are, man. Here we are. So thanks again for tuning in. We're excited about this week's show. Something I'm very passionate about, and that is uh, fly fishing. I kind of, I, I wasn't fly fishing right off the bat when when I got into fishing, but it's definitely be, become a, a large passion of mine. And Billy's as well. Billy loves fly fishing. Oh, yeah. and, um, I it, love
1: that sweet water fly fishing.
0: Oh, so, yeah. So to
1: learn about saltwater and challenge challenging saltwater boys, it be fun tonight.
0: I like it. I like <laughs> it. I literally, <laughs> as soon as the show comes on, I start saying I like it.
1: I, yeah, did you, I haven't heard you say that all night, and then I like it. I like it. is nice. I like it. I like it. I like it. What's up, Sydney? Joining us, Stephen, joining us live. Uh, if you're watching us, comment below. Let us know you guys are watching. Super stoked to have you on the show. Looking forward to all your questions that we're going to try to answer as we move through here so anyway yeah man what's going on over there judson
0: oh nothing much um today i was on the water had a little fly trip this afternoon a little spin trip this morning it's been fun um a tough day today but but uh it's been it's been pretty good recently so um we are yeah like i was saying we're excited to do this show i think that uh it's gonna be a good one we got a great guest and um, someone who's got a lot of fishing knowledge under their belt and a lot of uh, fly fishing experience as well as almost everything um under his belt, and uh, got some cool cool questions to ask him, but uh, but yeah, yeah,
1: man, super excited. We got a lot of people jumping on, joining us. Um, Steven, I believe it's called Steven, says, Best podcast video on the internet right now. That's big, man. I appreciate Dang, that. Steven. Can we get that in long writing? Distance, yeah, man. Uh, can you go, if it's the best podcast, make sure you go and Um, jump on our podcast on iTunes and rate that super helps us out. Ross says, glad I found you guys last week, uh, for Richard, looking forward to watching you guys. Hey man, appreciate it. Thanks for joining us, Ross. Uh, like Judson said, super awesome show. Just want to do some upfront stuff here really quick. Uh, let us know where you're watching from. Just comment on here. We're going to be giving away. Where is that? We're going to be giving away from your mom, this awesome trout.
0: My mom's trout.
1: Your mom's a little speckled trout action right there. Look at that. Even got a little fly in its mouth and everything. This is perfect for the show. So yep. in order to uh to, to get that, you guys have to comment or interact with the show somehow. Actually comment because I always pick comments. Like I say like and share, but I never pick anyone yeah. that shares. So
0: No B S uh, comments either. We want good questions or where are you watching from or your favorite color.
1: Yeah, hey, Luke Tippett joined us just now. He says, Y'all stepped up that mic game. Yeah, baby. Yes. Yeah, you know. Which we had to figure that out, you know.
0: We like got, Mike,
1: if we're gonna have a real podcast, we gotta have all this fancy stuff, and um, so, there's yeah. two hundred
0: dollar pop filters. Billy had to have.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Honey, they were not two hundred dollars. My <laughs> wife is kidding. watching this; she's gonna murder me. They were uh, like six bucks, I think. Yeah, they were like twelve each or something on Amazon, but I don't have an affiliate link, so don't go look. Wait until you <laughs> get that up. All right, who else is watching here? We got Nick says, "What's up, fellas?" Forrest Gray is joining us again. Cameron from Wrightsville Beach. I uh, already mentioned Luke there. Cameron. Nicholas, uh, Steven's join us from Southport. Nicholas from Oak Island, Raleigh. Uh, Maple Hill, North Carolina. Awesome. Ben Williamson from Wilmington. Appreciate you guys joining us. Uh Joseph um Lark Larcade? Larcada, is that sound familiar to you? He says my buddy Judson.
0: Oh, Joseph Lacardi, yeah. Joseph Licardi, I-, I went yeah. to high school with him.
1: Awesome, man. We got somebody from Rockingham watching. Oh, we got we got Sydney here from K thirty eight in Wilmington. That's,
0: what that's I- my nephew's girlfriend. Dude, What's up, Sydney? That's what I'm
1: talking about, man. I yeah. love K thirty eight, dude. If you guys are watching and you've never been to K thirty eight and you're in Wilmington, first of all, shame on you. Second of all, run there as fast as you can, just for chips and dip is in queso, it'll be amazing.
0: Yeah, dip a chip for me, Sydney.
1: yeah dip a chip for us that'll be that'll be amazing so anyway that's everybody joining us online we appreciate that so Judson, let's go ahead and shout out some of our sponsors and we'll get into catch of the week and then we'll get into fly fishing yeah for
0: sure so uh first and foremost definitely want to thank iStrike we've uh we've we've got some great partners in them and i've been fishing their stuff for a long time and and uh they've been just super supportive of the show so just a big reminder if you go buy in bulk on their website, you'll say 40% just off the yeah, top. Man. You don't up, have to have up a code, nothing. Up, up to 40%. Um, and that's just just a great way. And I like to buy jig heads in bulk just because I lose so many jig heads. <laughs> so it's a nice way to do it. And uh, we want to thank AFCO and Marshwear, um, who are also just huge supporters of the show. Um, oh, just yeah, great man. friends of ours. i got and... my
1: shirt on. i got to get some more gear, dude. That. I wear this shirt like every other every know, week almost. I can almost. smell it from over here. Have you washed yeah, it since no, dude. you got it? No, no way.
0: Oh man, that is terrible! No way, man. Not, um, not doing that. But yeah, Afco and Marshware just just great companies, and um, we love their stuff. Definitely want to thank Eastern Angling, just a huge company that I really. I'm just kidding. Eastern Angling is my uh, <laughs> is my little guide business. So, dude, uh, dude
1: Jetson doesn't like to promote himself. If you want to get on the water, get some fish, have some fun, especially fly fishing. It's one of your you know expertise there. Like book a trip with him, man. It's it's pretty simple. You see him on the show all the time. You can trust him at this point. I think after ten episodes, people can trust that you can. At least you'll know what I look like when you walk up to the boat ramp. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You're not gonna be looking around, staring. So take him, fi- uh, yeah, take him fishing. Yeah, let him take, take you. Fishing. Take me
0: fishing sometime.
1: Yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. I need somebody to take me fishing. If you're watching this, you want to take me fishing.
0: But on the other end, I want to I want to point out what Billy does. Thorpe Creative. He does um, screen printing and custom apparel, which is huge. He's helped me out huge um Well, it's it's all what you do is really cool, man. I've been that. I've been uh you know always wanting to print shirts and hats, and it's just so expensive, and you got to buy all this bulk stuff. And with Billy, I can I can set it up where hey, if I want to get one shirt, I can get one shirt. If I want to get ten thousand shirts, I can get ten thousand shirts. And, and um, if he
1: orders ten thousand shirts, there will be another co-host on this show. I will not be here anymore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> if I were to 10,000 shirts uh, Billy's taking half the year off. So. Oh
1: yeah, absolutely. Jimmy. But
0: seriously, it sounds like uh we're just plugging away, but ser- if you need well, well, any we, type we, of Yeah,
1: we want to, you know, we want you guys to to do business with us outside of Eastern Angling. We, you know, we're Eastern, Cur- Eastern Current. Yeah, no, yeah. we want business with Eastern Angling, Yeah. But... <laughs> Anyways, so that's how we support the show. So, yeah, man, sure. if you can sure. support us, please do. I have no problem in yeah, with yeah. that. Yeah, Definitely. Definitely. I definitely. love you, Judson. I love your humility. <laughs> I when get it comes so to nervous. I'm like, dude, I'm the best printer ever. You're like, I, I guess I can fish okay. You should maybe book me.
0: No, <laughs> book him. He's good, man. I get nervous. Anyway, I get nervous.
1: And then if you get out there and he can't drive, Sito will come pick you up. Exactly.
0: I almost <laughs> needed Sito to pick me up today. I had a double and. I was My one bar of gas was blinking on the way back Ooh. to the ramp from Surf City all the way to Wrightsville Beach. Oh,
1: my gosh.
0: So I, okay. it, my, my tank holds 18 gallons, and I got back. I filled it up before I came back to my house, and I filled it up with, like, 17.6 gallons. So I was very close to running out of gas.
1: Dude, seven, so how how far? I mean, like, do you get, like, mileage? I'm I was burning
0: like 5.6. I was getting 5.6 miles per gallon. Per gallon. Running back. So Shoot, man, that's like gassing it, huh? I was I was going about seventy-four.
1: Uh I'm just force grace says speaking of which, are the shirts available in different colors? Uh in my end it only seemed like a single color. Uh if you're talking about the Eastern current shirts, just send us uh send us an email or drop us a line, tell us what color you want. I can put those on any color. We print them one off and, and ship them right to you. So um uh, so no no big deal there. So just let us let us know. We threw that website up. I don't know, man, like episode two or something just to to have something up there yeah um so anyway cool well man awesome that those are all our sponsors go support those guys if you can uh let's go ahead and jump into catch of the week what's catch of the week gonna win by the way
0: catch of the week is going to win we already know who it is it's it's a girl so we've got this beautiful afco sun hoodie perfect
1: look at that thing with the hood on it i've put it on a
0: couple times i don't look that great in it yeah i
1: apologize for the smell for that thing so that is going (laughs) to marty here we go I get nice. nice. Yeah. You guys Martini probably,
0: 517 on Martini Instagram. Good follower.
1: Way to go. Look at that. We're talking about lady anglers. We need more lady anglers watching the show. I looked at our podcast and our, our Facebook statistics and we got a lot of, a lot of uh, 25 to 35 year old men on here. So if your lady's fish, tell them to jump on here and, and we're going to get a lady angler on here who smokes it and just like have her teach a little bit of, of what are you guys laughing at? <laughs> anyway, I can't have a serious conversation. You mentioned ladies around fishermen, and they all just like start going, "Ladies, ladies, we're gonna have some ladies on the show." All right. Anyway, so we're about nine minutes in, so we're gonna <laughs> bypass all that stuff. We're gonna go and bring our guest on. He is actually in studio with us right now. <laughs> The one, in the movie,
0: John. <laughs> I can't stop Dude, laughing. This
1: is definitely a bad joke.
0: Definitely, <laughs>
1: nice. All right, man. Let's see. Let's bring. Let's it, bring on let's bring, John Huff, let's let's bring, our good friend. Oh, this is perfect, man. The camera stopped working for John Huff. Oh, oh man, gosh, no, nobody
2: wants to look at me anyway. Oh my well, goodness. We do? Look, no, oh my man. goodness.
1: Let me see. I'm gonna pull this, this camera out here is. real quick. Cool. So anyway, uh, John for you just introduce john here and i'm gonna mess with the camera and see if i can't get this yeah, thing definitely. Back so,
0: so john huff is is a good friend of mine we've met just through he's been guiding here a long time and been involved in the fishing industry um in wilmington and, and and a lot of places for a long time and um i've gotten just to know him through being on the water around here and and um getting to hang out and i think our maybe the first time we met was at one of the striper tournaments like yeah, a, could a, a be. handful yeah. i don't even remember when the first time we met but but great dudes, real real fishy, and, and does a lot from from offshore fishing. You've done a ton of offshore fishing, and and uh, to redfish in shallow water. So he's got a lot of knowledge. He's he's fly fished and for redfish, and he's fly there fished he for, for marlin. Hey. There he is. Welcome to the hey. show,
1: John. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks for being Thanks. on here. Thanks I swear too.
0: that iPhone camera looks better than any of the other cameras. Kind of, yeah, do. dude, it <laughs> does. So
1: like my camera here, my you know Maybe my wife's watching. Turn it back off. I like it. No, nah, man, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Look, front and like center, right there in the middle. Myself,
2: but. Thanks for having me on, guys. I yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Judson Billy, thank you. Yeah, man. It. Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Wouldn't, wouldn't, uh, yeah, wouldn't you know. have it any other way. Heard a lot about you. Heard, heard that you're a pretty good fly fisherman.
2: Yeah, you can try. I've tried. <laughs> been fly fishing a long time. Like Judson said, I've been doing it a long time, which, yeah, I'm old.
1: So when when did you Not get old. into to like uh, to fishing and fly? Well, let's talk about fly fishing. Let's keep on subject. When did you start fly fishing? Fished
2: all my life, basically. But fly fishing, I got a uh, an eight weight from my dad when I was eleven years old. Nice. And I turned okay. fifty last well, whenever the eighth Thursday, Dude, Wednesday. Yeah. Wow! Well, dang! Wow! Well, it's happy today. birthday! Happy yeah, birthday! So, kind of a geezer, but what that, you know do the math. Well, you yes.
0: look like you're forty, thirty five, forty. Well, I, great.
2: So, I guess that's good.
0: I don't know. I'm 29. I look like I'm 40. So.
2: Yeah, well, I, know. You know, just stay there. <laughs> I'm, exactly. I'm 42. I am 15. Hoverder.
0: Must be all my clean living. I don't know. I don't know what does. But. <laughs> Actually, I think I'm 28. Yeah, 28. Yeah. <laughs> so um, you,
1: You've had too much sun today. Wait, too much just sun. It's melting your brain. Every
2: sunny day. D. It's been sunny.
1: So, so, John, you primarily focus on inshore guide trips, uh, specializing shallow water flats, sight fishing for red drum, puppy drum, speckled trout, uh, and a host of other stuff on, you know, fly fishing, light tackle, things like that. Um, and then also, man, I thought it was pretty cool. I read your biography here and you've fished over 20 years. And really like Florida, Bahamas, Bermuda, Panama, Costa Rica, like really everywhere. Dialing down to like uh, bonefish and black marlin. Been,
2: been lucky enough to, to travel, um, have some opportunities. I mean, I, uh, I left college to become a land surveyor, and that was going to be career path. And by whim, actually, uh, started working part-time at a tackle shop in Fort Lauderdale, and then full-time. And I'll give you the short version or the long version, however you want to look at it. But within four or five years of being involved in the tackle shop, I got some amazing opportunities to travel, tournament fish. Um, you know, I used to giggle myself to sleep. I mean, really in my twenties, um, ended up spending the better part of five years in Costa Rica. Um, and just couldn't believe it, you know, fishing 20, 25 days a month. And then, you know, back in the early nineties and it was just amazing. So a lot of great opportunities and yeah, I don't know, just very grateful to have done it. And, uh, Still enjoy going fishing, would do it regardless, and and like taking different people out, you know, and and trying to do it, you know. Have done a lot of neat, gotten to do a lot of neat stuff. See, a lot of neat stuff.
1: And so, you've been doing that here in Wilmington for like over 15 years? I've had the
2: boat now, full time inshore guide um, since 03. Oh, yeah. That's
1: awesome. Yeah. So, what, 16 years?
2: Yeah, I I, I did a lot of blue water, and when I started the business, split. Probably 50-50, um, either charter boats or private boats, um, a lot of
0: blue water tournaments,
2: things like that. So Awesome. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun.
0: If you had to pick just one, <laughs> one fish to chase, actually, I already know the answer. Y'all don't know the answer to this question, but if you had to pick one fish to chase <laughs> for the rest of your life, what would it be? I mean,
2: everything notwithstanding, it's a toss-up. There's two of them. There's two of them. There's, There's okay. two of them that would be about equal to me and – in difficulty, and in, in challenge, and in excitement level, which would be a blue marlin and a tarpon. Blue marlin and a tarpon. That's yeah. awesome. Both on fly? Sure. Have you sure, had a blue marlin fly bite? I've hooked blue marlin You've on fly. You've hooked blue marlin on fly? Yeah, a couple of them. That's you know, awesome. That's insane. I kind of thought about that. You know, What would be one of the most exciting? I mean, of course, the tarpon. Um, always, but blue marlin on fly. Haven't landed. A lot one. less people have done there. the
0: blue marlin on fly than the tarpon. A lot, yeah. yeah. And it's,
2: you know, you're still, if you're following... Cause I, I I'll spin fish I'll fly fish but I love to fly fish and when the time's right you know when it's when it's a thing to do sight fishing especially I mean fly fishing's the deal, um, but you got to follow the rules right or otherwise why yeah you know why yeah. do it and and you can only have a twelve inch leader yeah so with most blue marlin any size and a twelve inch leader you're just severely limited yeah. Your and hey, you're talking about lana, the twelve inch, the bite, the bite tippet, yeah, yeah. you know, and you're still, you're not gonna go much over twenty pound class tippet, right? So right. when you only have a twelve inch bite tippet and a two to three foot bill on a medium to small fish, yeah, yeah. slice it up pretty good. Yeah, it's a tough game. I mean, it's a,
1: dude. What it's size a, rod are you fishing with that? What'd
2: you know, it? it's your twenty pound tippet. So I mean, I've seen some of the best angling with an eleven weight. Which, yeah. you, you know, wow. I would throw at certain redfish, you know. <laughs>
1: yeah, that's true. Yeah. It,
2: it's more about line capacity, drag, angling ability. Um, you know, but a blue marlin, I, there's a few people who have done it. There's, there's some guys that have done it multiple, multiple, multiple times. But, you, you know, you're going to dedicate what it takes. Yeah. Well, you spend ma- a lot of money, too. Yeah, dedicate, what it, <laughs> dedicate, time, what it time takes. and money, time and money in both. Yeah, sure.
1: Well, well, dude, let's let's talk about that for a little bit. And I'm yeah. just gonna this first part of this the segment here. I'm I'm gonna probably just ask some questions and set up. You know, because I think there's a lot of people. Judson and I are talking about this. There's probably a lot of people that are watching this show, and they are you know they have fished saltwater their whole lives. And I even know, you know, one of my neighbors was like, "Oh yeah, you guys are doing a saltwater show? That's cool." He's like, "I've been fishing here my whole life. I've never touched yeah. a fly rod, you know, like a right, saltwater yeah. fly rod." I'm like, "Really?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just don't know anything about it." So let's real quick, you know, let's talk about the differences. And you know, we I think we all fly fish here, so we can all kind of chime in yeah, at will sure. or whatever. Um, but you know, a little bit of a difference or quite a bit of difference with with fly rod versus spin rod. And I think for me, my you know first thing that i always think about is like you know with a spin rod you're typically throwing a lure with the fly rod you're throwing a line right and then you know with with bait you know with with the fly on it you're not really trying to chuck that fly but so i mean what are the main you know kind of differences if you're trying to explain this somebody calls you they want to book a charter they want to fly fish they never fly fish before what's like how do you explain like hey man this isn't This isn't going to come out here because it's difficult it's like golfing versus well you brought it up i
2: I talk about it all the time and and jump in judson but i I, one of my things on the boat is like well is fly fishing hard well no it's not hard but if you don't commit the time to learn how to do it to learn how to cast to 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 rig a bit to use your equipment of what you're trying to do it takes a certain level of time commitment and practice Um, you know, but if you, if you practice about as much as I, you know, practice golf, you're going to golf like I do, which is just pitiful. (laughs) And so it's not hard, but you do have to, you do have to go through the steps. You know, nobody's born an amazing fly fisherman except for maybe Lefty was, but I, you know, I don't know. I mean, um.
1: Lefty Cray, by the way, anybody listening, make sure you, make sure you YouTube that guy like just to. Uh, he, he
0: was did, a
2: legend, legendary, and I use his. He's got analogies on casting that he wrote that I use all the time, and I watch people will change in an hour just from using some of the things he talked about. Yeah, that's cool. With yeah. with casting and just improving it, but you know, he was a hand eye phenom. Otherwise, you know, you've got to practice. You've got to com- You know, commit yeah. the time and and. Hey.
1: Yeah, yeah. so, and and not to cut you off here, but I want to understand, and just let our viewers or the people listening or watching the the replay or listening to our podcast, like, you know, so we just said, I just asked you a few minutes ago, hey, what weight, you know, rod did you use? Let's dive into that a little bit. Let's talk about the weight rods, you know, what they're set up for, the weight lines, because it's really a matching game. You know, I think when you get a a spin reel, a rod, I mean, it's like, okay, braid, how much braid, but when you're talking about fly fishing, it's like you got to couple some some stuff together to understand yeah. it like how the rod and the and the line go together. So you guys want to explain a little bit about that?
0: Yeah, I think one of the things when I was first looking at buying fly rods that confused me was the lettering and numbering on like line packaging. Yeah. So looking at a line and being like, what the heck does that mean? Yeah. And so there's really just two differences. There's sinking lines and there's floating lines i'd say more times than not people are using floating fly lines sure um and that would be like you'll see like a weight forward so it'd be wf say it's an eight weight rod or eight weight line so it's wf eight weight forward so wait wf i'm already messing it up yeah yeah yeah. for floating floating. and then it, it, it specifies the floating and um, so that's kind of your little code you look for and then the syncing is instead of uh f it's an s right
2: yeah they'll have syncing and then the syncing can be like measured in grains and yeah it, it's it's more confusing than it needs to be it yeah, is but, you know you can you can simplify it with a little reading the research or heck give Judd or i a call even if yeah. you're, you know you're never you're like i'm never booking with those guys call us we'll at least tell yeah you, yeah for hey, sure set this stuff up and so you know,
1: so is the forward weight so you know because i come from the mountains so it's a yeah. little bit different of of a scenario there so though you said it was weight forward right wf
0: yeah so that means the weight of the line is is at the front section so it's isn't that correct yeah so it's on yeah. the section that
1: so it's well, tapered heavier to what exactly. you're casting exactly that goes, yeah. that okay, goes gotcha. into
2: a good difference between say freshwater and salt water yeah. and getting into fly fishing i mean you can have level lines that is the same diameter from end to end right yeah um, I don't see them used anymore. I mean, even if I'm, I'm actually going to an awesome spring Creek trout place in the Western NC next week, next week for oh, a couple nice. of days oh, yeah, cool. with a good buddy and, uh, we'll be throwing a three weight, but I'll be throwing a weight forward floating yeah. three weight. Yeah. I mean the whole time. The and whole it, yeah. the weight forward is basically your fly lines broken down into a forward head. That's usually somewhere around two to three times the diameter of the rest of your line gotcha. or your running line. And that's the part of the line that's designed to to give yourself some weight to throw with the rod for momentum to load the rod, which is just fancy word for bending the rod. Yeah. Because the equipment's designed to do a lot for you. Yeah. I watch a lot of people fight the equipment more so than let it work for them. And that that just comes from practice and research yeah. and a few good lessons on the ground floor. I always say is great. You know, if you're like, hey, I want to try fly fishing and I want to go out you know, I want to book Judd or even myself or any of the other couple of guys around here that could take them and, and know what's going on in the fly world um, is – at least a phone call, or maybe a lesson or two in a yeah. park. You know, meet somewhere and to so just start from. Because I think it makes your
1: trip yeah. way more enjoyable if you got way there. more productive too. Yeah, and you know, it's like going yeah. on a hunting trip and never shooting sure. a gun. You're like, no, you, this have, this is to stupid. you have to <laughs> practice. Have to Where's practice. the safety at? <laughs> and you, and you probably will yeah. shoot yourself with a fly rod yeah. right in the face. Like I've done that, you know, a couple times. So so okay, so we're talking about weight of line. So weight of line, and it's really important to pair that up. I mean, it's pretty easy. Like you're talking about when you look at the rod, it's just like, a, okay, here's an eight foot, nine foot, ten foot, whatever and uh you know eight weight so you want to match those and pair those up which i fish a little bit different because i fish an eight weight rod with a nine weight weight you know the weight to the front line on it or whatever it's not an
2: industry there's no industry standard yeah there's no model to model within a brand standard oh gotcha i didn't know that you know they're every year like some of the top manufacturers will come out with a new rod that's this is their new best of the best awesome awesome well after some of the Keys guides have had it for a couple of months and everybody starts using it, they're like, yeah, the 8 and the 11 weight are awesome in that line. But none of them are going to buy anything other than the 8 and the 11 weight out of that whole line of rods. You right. know, if it's saltwater specific, it's going to be 6 through 12. They're like, no, you need this model. In the so it it becomes with a good shop and, and you know doing your own research to know and then different casters are different. I mean, I've seen casters throw rods, you know, that they pick up one rod and they do really good with it, and then the next rod, forget it.
1: You know? Yeah. For sure. And what do you think? So overall, and I know this is a difficult question because you're, you know, like we just talked about tarpon, we're talking about marlin, we're talking about redfish and, and, and cobia and all you know all kinds of fish here that you can fly fish for. But what do you recommend an overall weight, that you know like hey i'm either starting or maybe i'm i got you know somebody bought me a fly rod a long time ago for salt water. yeah yeah for salt water. it's always
2: been an eight okay gotcha. um you know it depends on what you're going to do you can all you can go somewhere in a seven weight if you've got you know maybe you're going to have some use for that or do some speckled trout fishing and things like that where mm-hmm. a seven somewhere between a seven and a nine depending yeah. on okay yeah. Gotcha. You know, with an eight weight being able to do everything pretty well and and something you could take with you bone fishing, you know. Um, there's a lot of good entry level rods where you don't have to spend a mint. For sure. And the ultra fast rods that kind of were the rage and they're actually come out. I know some of the manufacturers have come out with all glass rods where, you know, they're super slow actions, very slow bend, very soft rod. Um I find a moderate rod, everybody can fish it. It's a little more forgiving. And if you've got somebody that's on a mid-level learning to cast and learning to get into saltwater casting, you give them an ultra-fast rod. It's tough. It, yeah. It's a confidence crusher. and It's, it's, it's hard to bend gonna... without a lot of line. You've already yeah. got to be casting a good yeah. distance. you've got to know how to load it. You've got to really be able to.
1: It, it, that leads into, perfectly, the next question here. So you, so you got your line. You got your, uh, you know, we could probably talk a little bit about backing and all that kind of stuff. I mean, i've fished for a while i've never gotten to backing of course i haven't fished for tarpon i'm sure if i was fishing for tarpon or something of that sort so i'd probably get maybe i'd get into backing i'm not sure
0: i don't know if they backing for tarp i mean it's important to have backing for sure and you and gotta explain, have a, explain what that is the backing is so your your fly lines only a, how what is it what's 90 feet 90, 90 feet to 100, 100, yeah, to 100 like feet is your standard fly line um length and so your backing is just all your line behind that so that when you get to 90 feet especially on a tarpon which you're going to get there pretty freaking quick yeah you've got some some uh some confidence back there so backing is uh w- with tarpon it's just about having a lot of it and, and those big fish it's about having a lot of it yeah. what, what do you have on some of your bigger tarpon rails as far as i backing mean I, I i like 300 you like 300 I pound mean, i'm getting into i think it's right for my eagle, yeah. yeah 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 i mean
2: yeah. you know if you're gonna like a bonefish it was always 200 yards minimum yeah yeah, yeah. and i've seen it where that's not enough
1: and I think if you buy it, they like kind of give you that little rating on the on for the, sure on the reel. And so you get you you know, and
0: some of the braids now. I've used a lot of the braids. Yeah, you can find get some get cheaper some braids yeah. on Amazon that yeah. that you can get a large spool of instead of paying a lot of money for yeah. like backing. You can it's just braided line. Yeah, and that so that's yeah, cool. The with a the, a fish that's going to pull more drag, you want a large arbor reel. So that yeah. means a reel with a bigger spool on it, so you can pack a lot more line on there.
2: Yeah, the okay. large arbor is gotcha. nice; gives you a, a better retrieve ratio less memory on your fly line yeah they they went i was about 10 or 10 or 20 years ago when they went from wide smaller diameter bigger reels to larger diameter narrow yeah yeah and you know like a billfish i'll i'll have 600 yards of 50 pound braid you know, if you were chasing blue marlin, I'd have six hundred <laughs> yards so, of fifty yeah. pound braid, and yeah. I mean, in a uh, fast that, boat, because your lines pointing to the left and the fish is jumping over here to the right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're fighting the belly for the first 20 twenty, thirty. How minutes. fast is this and... thing
1: go in reverse? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, cool, man. So, that, so, and I'm just kind of putting the pieces together for people who've never, yeah. never fly fish, or maybe the they're perfect. curious, man. You know, so yeah. it, for us, it's kind of like fly oh, curious, man. yeah, they're fly curious. <laughs> Um, so we so we got our rod we got our reel uh we'll talk about maybe reels in a little bit real size so basically real size eight weight to an eight weight rod yeah pretty good start out
0: and a lot of those reels will cover a few different weights of rods so it'll be like a seven eight nine yeah
1: Yeah, that's that's a good that because i think that's what mine is like seven eight nine or whatever a couple i have um so let's talk about the leader breakdown because that's you know for saltwater it's different i feel like it's way different than freshwater so what do you? i don't think
0: it's critical it's not um, as critical. There's a lot of times we're all tie on a straight piece of, of 20 leader. 20 15. Yeah, oh, 20, gotcha. 15 pound. But if I'm getting fancy, if I've got a client on the boat that I'm like really trying to impress, maybe I'll tie like 30, 25, <laughs> 20 or <laughs> okay, 30, gotcha. 20, 15 and, and tapered a little bit. But it really doesn't matter. And I, I'll i fish like a seven, eight foot leader for, for redfish here. It's It seems to be pretty standard. That's yeah. that's about what I like. I, yeah. You know, yeah. I, I buy, I,
2: I start the season with a handful of of store bought tapered leaders, I like I like the taper, and then when they get down around five feet, or I want to cut a piece off of them, I'll stick a piece of fifteen or twenty pound yeah. fluorocarbon on yeah. there with a couple of different knot, whatever you know. Yeah, gotcha. Um, and add it back, and you know the nine, ten foot leaders, I don't think are necessary for our darker water reds. I no. haven't seen them be too leader shy. I mean, if they're I'm gonna sure. eat, they're gonna eat. You can fish thirty pound if you want yeah. to. But. I'll
0: catch them bait fishing sometimes with like I'll be fishing a dock and I have fifty pound, sixty pound leader yeah, on yeah. there, and, <laughs> That's they, crazy. They and they don't, they care. don't care. No, they're not too leader shy. I maybe, haven't seen that maybe big on a big little tiny edge. fly if you had sixty pound, but yeah, you know.
1: and it seems like for you know for control of your fly. So say like freshwater fishing, I'm yeah. up in the mountains, so you, and I don't know, you know, I don't know how true or whatever. It's worked for me though. Like if I get a seven weight, if I get a seven foot rod or seven six, I'm gonna try to get. Uh, seven or eight foot leader, tapered leader, and and put that on and fish with that. And then, you know, add tippet as I need or or whatever. Maybe even start out with another, you know, 18 to 24 inch piece of tippet on top of that. Um, But I have researched salt waters like, no, you need to like eight feet and then like 24 inches of like tippet you know, that way you're cutting that tip it off and then, you know, Retire before you get in. into your leader. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, I and, think- a, and a lot of guys are like, Oh yeah, do 40 do like, I think it was like something I got on here, like four, like two feet of 40 or four feet of 40. And then, then like, Two feet of thirty and two feet of twenty, and then put your tippet on there. Yeah, if you're building your own tippet, if you're I building guess. your own or, or your section. own leaders, I mean. Yeah. And I
0: think the the tapered leader definitely helps with fly casting because that line's rolling out and it just transitions through that.
1: Yeah, because it's got. I mean, the whole point of the leader is to flip is that to flip fly, that fly right? Right? It's it's over and, and it, to carry
0: yeah. on with your loop. Yeah, exactly. You have to yeah. carry it
2: out, I mean, and it does that sometimes. It does. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> it's like, oh it's man, my leader's messed like, up. It really yeah. yeah. just and cast. it seems
1: like a shorter leader. Especially in saltwater, because you got all these elements. You got the wind. You got all the. You know, and then you're throwing some pretty good, you know, pretty good size stuff. I mean, this isn't like super big, but this is like a clouser. I don't know what is that like a two inch, three inch, four. What I don't probably know a know what two, and a, half, two and, and a half, three inch fly. So that's yeah. not that big. I mean, I throw pretty big clousers, and it's like, dude, to really get those. Cause, you know, to get that to yeah to roll, to, you know, to get yeah. your leader to roll over. But if you're just, trying to do that, like I try when I first moved here, I was trying to do that with like a, a seven, eight foot, yeah, you know, leader, and I'm like, dude, this sucks. Like thrown in the wind. You and can, all a lot that.
2: of lot of species. You can shorten your leader up. Yeah, you know? definitely, uh, especially some know. of the ocean species. It yeah. seems like yeah, I mean, that's you good know, for new you, people to you,
1: know because you know it's like, dude, you can control that way more. Yeah, I, I mean,
2: you know, I like like judgment centers. A lot of times I'll go to a straight four foot P like have a, a somebody who's wanting to to check it out and do a little saltwater fly fishing we're like let's go chase the blues we got good two three pound blues around we'll get yeah. in the action just to just to get to where you're fighting fish and casting i mean so it's not
1: a question about blues those things are yeah. notorious for biting crap off like is there something That's what you i was getting on that you, a yeah. straight
2: you know maybe three four feet of 20 pound fluorocarbon and then i like the thin knotable uh wire like the little uh, okay. coating, like the surf strand yeah surf just, i, I think surf strand that. makes a couple of there's one you can just, you know, you can double surgeons it or uni to uni oh, or really? Albright it right to the end, and then you can do any almost any knot you want on your fly. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. That's cool. So, that's I mean, it's as simple a leader setup as you can get. I mean, a billfish leader is ridiculous, you know. Yeah. There's some guys that have caught blue marlin we were talking about earlier, and there's fly line straight 100 pounds to the fly. I mean, why I don't, you know. <laughs> right it's like to me that was like no you have no weak link there's no weak link that's you know you just got them on rope so <laughs> yeah
1: that's crazy man so so we'll talk about real sizes real quick and i mean not even real sizes but i guess you know there's because once again i come from saltwater world so some guys don't even have any dragon real i mean you're just i don't know what it's called but you just like kind of control that dragon palming, yeah just it, like you palm you know, it with it, your yeah. with your hand but here like what am i looking for as far as like I mean, I don't know if there's like a drag system or like a sh- drag strength I'm looking for here. Like what what would that look like?
2: I don't think I've ever pulled a fly drag with a scale. Uh, I it's have troll and stuff, but I don't maybe just to check it, but usually by hand. Oh, so you guys you know, okay.
0: Gotcha. By hand, yeah.
2: You know, I don't know about you, Joe, but I, I, I fish a lighter drag because most modern fly rows have what they call a palming rim where you can actually touch it with your palm. Oh, uh, gotcha. Um You know, if some of the bigger fish like tarpon or something have your fly line in the water, you don't want a ton of extra drag. You want them to just drag the fly line around. For sure. Um, Yeah. And you can always add a little bit extra, and you can always adjust during the fight. But I usually start with just a little bit more that it won't overspin or backlash. You know, what it it could do on a good bite or something like that.
0: Because that the the drag's tension, like on a spinning rod, is what sets that hook. But when you're setting a hook on a fly rod in saltwater, you're strip setting— so, Which it, means... So,
1: yeah, explain that. This is it, it's a, big, a big difference. Big difference. Don't trout set. <laughs> so so let's talk about this because <laughs> this is one thing, You know, like I said, I'm coming from freshwater world. And dude, I'm used to what, what they call high sticking where you're just pulling rod up. Rod tip up high. Rod tip up high and hold it. And it's beautiful. I mean, it's like one of the best recoupes yeah. of, of reeling in a fish. Yeah. And your hand reeling it. But I think it's a huge mistake here. You'll hook,
2: you'll hook nothing in saltwater. Yeah. yeah.
0: You might prick them for a second, but yeah. it, it's more simple than people make it. It's it's really, a, a, most saltwater fish's mouths are very hard. Your fly rod is super flimsy. You lift that rod tip up to set the hook. Maybe you'll get lucky, and you'll catch him in a soft spot in his mouth. But typically, you'll hang him for a second, yeah. and it'll fly. A lot and, of times, it'll just even, fly straight out of their that's mouth. that's even if you're pulling. Pulling down pulling with the fly line, and too. And no, no, don't, don't even. Don't. even don't, so, don't move
2: the rod. Strip yeah. set. So had, yeah. I, okay. What were you yeah, saying? I've had people that 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 can't get away from lifting the rod, and I'm sure you have. Oh yeah. It. And well, I'll it's actually, ingrained in her yeah, head too. It, it, well, I understand it because I'll go. I got a little story right out, but it, I'll have them put the rod tip in the water. Okay. and say, okay, on while you're fishing this fly, especially if we're in the action, we've got fish working, we're seeing fish, rod tip in the water, and don't take it out of the water.
0: Yeah, two inches under the surface.
2: And that will enable them, because the whole will like, don't move it, and they'll be able to strip with their left hand a nice long strip, let the fly find purchase. One of two things is you're going to hook him, and if he misses it, Now it's not behind you by lifting the rod. It's still right there in the game, one of his buddies, things like that. But every saltwater fish is strip set. And I think i would never really looked at it. You just hit a nail on the head with once you come up with a fly rod, you have no leverage. There's nothing really there. I mean, if you're using a fly rod for a fish fighting tool, you need to learn to collapse the top half. Yeah. and pull with the two to three feet just above your hand. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. Or you're not getting any leverage. So, you know, I've watched, I mean, I've, you know, I've watched some people fight some big fish on and, and I'm, I wouldn't say I'm that good at fighting big fish on a fly. It takes me, I'll, you know, usually get my butt kicked, but I've watched some people just <laughs> some absolutely out wear out fish. Yeah. Wow. And just uh, because they're just so efficient with the fly rod with knowing where they're breaking it, you know, their breaking point is with knowing the max pressure they can put on when to put what to, you know, just unbelievable yeah. stuff. Wow. It's, it's fun to watch. But.
1: So, so the rip set, you guys are the strip it, set or strip set. Now, I always, I've always said rip set. I don't know why. It's so <laughs> strip I like set.
0: that. I'm going to call it rip so, set for now on.
1: Just rip it. That's what I think. So so that's you're just leaving the, the tip it's in the water it, so by two him. inches. Yeah. And so
0: what he well, was saying to train too, you not to lift your to, yeah, rod, exactly. train you not exactly. lift your rod. Yeah. but the other thing that I tell every client every single day is I want your rod tip on the surface or in the water just a bit, because when you have your rod tip up, you've got belly in the line. So you've got slack uh, gotcha. between your hand and that fly. Yeah. So when that fish eats, that's more tension. That's more length. You've got a strip to get pressure on that fish's face. Gotcha. So, when, you're, when your rod tip's in the water, you've got direct connection from your hand, your stripping hand, to the fly. So you can bury that hook much quicker and yeah. get pressure on it. Dude, that's yeah.
1: good, man. I'm learning a ton. Well,
0: it, it, <laughs> the first time I went to this same trout camp that I'm lucky enough
2: to go to next week, um, I fished dry fly the first morning. Oh, yeah. And went 0 for 6. Strip setting my bikes. <laughs> yeah. Strip setting yeah. the dry and that's fly. just a fat. I mean, I watched him yeah. eat it in strips it. Nope. Nope. Until I trout set. And. It took me six or seven <laughs> shots before I dude, could, yeah. not strip set. You know? that's I think awesome. my first... You always hear it going the other way, but it's nice to hear. <laughs> well, it, works, it goes works the other. Way. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's reciprocal. You, yeah, that's this crazy. is how you do it in this situation. <laughs> this is how you do it in this situation.
1: Yeah, well, dude, I always uh, set stuff like I'm bass fishing. So I sent, um, I, I do fish some ponds here around town just for fun. And, dude, I sent one of the sunfish into the next zip code. (laughs) I don't know where he went, but I was like, whatever, dude. Uh, But I'm used to that. I'm used to that trout set, you know. And and that's like – because I miss fish, I mean, obviously by jerking the hook like crazy out of their mouth. But then my father-in-law was like, hey, chill out. Just lift up the rod. Just like chillfully lift up the rod. (laughs) I'm like – so now I'm learning like a whole new – you know, salt water. Like, all now right, um, well, put the tip in the water. There's also and, the trout set.
0: stripping the trout. The strout, strout. The strout set, like, which sometimes get... works.
1: <laughs> what is but that? But I tell sometimes people you... you did kind yeah. of trout
0: set. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stripping trout set. So you're like, oh, yeah. And it's it's uh, it's <laughs> That's people usually what... fall off the front of the boat when they're trout. That's set. probably what
1: I do. I mean, I'm gonna do that.
2: I, you know, not to bring other names in, but I always go back to a video. I don't know if you still find it was Andy Mill, uh-huh. and uh, it's just a. Kind of a pretty famous tarpon fisherman. He was a, I think he was Olympic skier. He was married oh, to well. Chris Everett Lloyd, in the day. I mean, he's I know, kind of a pretty famous, very famous. I mean, he's yeah. the the Keys guys will say that he's probably can make a tarpon eat as good as anybody that's been like make one eat a laid up fish or something. But he's yeah. got a video of, with a fly rod, and it's it's on his back deck, and it his line goes through a pulley on his bar yeah. and down to a bucket of sand. And he shows you, okay, lifts it up like if you were your trout set and lifts the rod straight up in the air. And nothing happens to the bucket. The bucket stays on the ground. So he just lifts the rod completely tight up, bucket stays on the ground. Then he shows you how to start learning what he does when he's putting max pressure, which was come tight straight to the bucket. And you can find the video. I'm just doing it with my hands. You won't be able to see it, but come straight point. And pull with the backbone of the rod above the grip. The thicker okay. part, the heavier part. The tip's not doing anything for you. And he'll take the same bucket that he couldn't move by lifting the rod and bang it off the pulley with the same without changing anything. Yeah, wow. so yeah, it's exerting just
0: a, less energy for the most part.
2: Oh, absolutely, yeah. So just coming up with it, you're just collapsing the rod, collapsing the tip, taking the stretch out, and then all of a sudden you've got a really bad angle to do anything to any fish. So yeah, it's, uh, it, yeah. Okay, yeah. so
1: you, you hook this, you strip set it or strout set it, and so now for for yeah salt so fishing once again I'm just coming from salt from freshwater yeah, sweet water I mean, as someone called on our show before, um, dude the sweet water sweet so I'm water. never going to the reel obviously I'm always hand lining in you know I'm just I'm just stripping in like small trout but. But here in saltwater world, like, what, what's the deal? I mean, are, are you trying to go right to the reel? Are you trying to get all that line you know, in? You'll lose you reds try to...
2: trying to race to the reel. Yeah. Okay. And I've caught big reds on never on the reel. Yeah. I mean, they pull, but they'll change direction, and they may never go more than, you know, the fly line from you almost. You may not even get in the backing a lot of times. Oh, but... gotcha.
0: Yeah. They'll change directions a bunch yeah. of times.
2: Yeah, but I've seen people trying to put it on the reel, like, up and now concentrating on reeling, and the fish turns and comes at them at a pace, and the yeah. fly comes out because yeah. they were trying to get it on the reel, whereas if they did a strip to keep them
0: tight. They would have never lost it. Yeah, never so lost tight lines I'm glad we have it. the same opinion on that, because uh, if you I, had yeah. had a different one, I was going to be like, I don't think you're right there. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> That's <laughs> but not, no, I agree, agree with you, on you 100% on that. No, yeah. I, mean, I've seen so, I feel like the majority of the fish I see people lose after hooking them is for that reason, trying to put them, to put to them on the reel. Little, I just always say, if the if any fish yeah. needs to be on the reel, he'll get you there.
1: Yeah, okay, yeah. okay that know. makes
2: sense yeah, If yeah, he can't put fair. you on the reel, don't try to put him on the reel That's exactly what I tell anglers yeah. that If they yeah. don't put you on the reel, well If they put you on the reel, great Yeah, exactly if Don't spend any great effort to get, you know If you need five feet of cranking, fine Yeah but if you got a bunch of
0: line laying on the deck and he's swimming at you... Don't do one of those hold the rod up and slap the spool and try to spin it all yeah. over. Oh, yeah, <laughs> dude. I, Take my push pulling. Even if you know it, it works, it though. still looks stupid. <laughs> <It's> stupid. <laughs> it does. Like, I got one. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Come on. Oh,
1: that's awesome, man. Well, dude, I've learned so much just by sitting here. So hopefully everybody watching the show, I'm going to jump over here really quick just to Facebook. We have a live chat on here, John. So people are asking some questions. Uh, so just want to jump on here. And if you guys have any questions, if you're watching, um, first of all, thank you for joining us. Thank you for watching. Here's a good question from Josh Davis. He says, what do you recommend on casting? I tend to cast about a 45 degree to the side. I've had a few people tell me it's wrong, uh, that I should go straight over my head. What's your opinion?
2: Yeah, no, you want that one? I mean, I, I just have no, that same gotta- question today. Um, and I go back to a lefty analogy where you're standing in a room, uh um, painting
1: the ceiling,
2: you're painting the ceiling yep. and your are you loaded rod. You're, you know, because the, the, the tip travel is you're more important on where the rod is in the plane relative to you. Yeah. Your tip travel from stop of your back cast to stop your forward cast is your trajectory. So if it's an arc, you're losing energy to the arc. If it's dipping or you're doing other things. So at a 45, it's keeping the fly on a back cast with certain winds from catching you in the earlobe. Yeah. I mean, I hold a 45 a lot, and I'll even hold lower. And, I mean, you know, there's some, there's some different things, Federation of Fly Fishers, a lot of things written, some certification programs where you have to do this and you have to do this. And Lefty was a big proponent of no. No, yeah. as long as you're casting and getting it done – Get it it's done. Little, so as long yeah, as the tip's traveling a linear path, yeah, it doesn't the, matter if it's over here, from, over here, or anything. St- yeah, yeah, from start to finish, the tip needs to be in a straight line to to give you maximum efficiency. But you know, with your line speed, but no, you could hold it parallel with the water. You can hold it ninety degrees to your body as long as you're not, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I'll hold it way out sometimes. And I think that's a difference yeah. too.
1: Like, and I think you and I talked about this a little bit yesterday while we were prepping for the show, or I mean, not prepping, but we just had a quick conversation. Yeah. Of you know like it when you're when you're fishing and and I feel like a lot of people either I feel like a lot of people here that I meet go to the mountains and fly fish yeah. but they don't fly fish here right and then vice versa a lot of people who fly fish in the mountains come here and then it's like dude there's a total different world there's a total different casting approach because yeah. you know when I'm in the mountains and I'm fishing a a six and a half foot creek like yeah. wide I'm not coming back and, and like well, i'm not putting any yeah. arm into it at all i mean i'm literally tucked into my side i'm moving like you said kind of a brush. Well, yeah that goes, to, yeah, that
2: goes to, to 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 the equipment of knowing what your equipment's designed to do yeah. you in and a lot of people i get a lot of oh i didn't know that um coming from freshwater saltwater vice versa but like say take a three weight in a spring creek like what are you talking about brookies or something um and you know it's designed for a twenty foot shot to be twenty five foot shot to be yeah. a nice uh, hucker, you know, throwing out twenty five feet. Yeah. Um, your forward head, say if you're using a weight forward floating to saltwater to fresh, on a on a on a three weight is sixteen feet, fifteen and a half. Okay. Whereas when you get to an eight and a nine, your forward head is twenty eight feet, somewhere in that range. If you're looking at the back of your box, so. um, the that line is designed to work with whatever rod with most of that forward head outside the tip so you're starting with saltwater to load a eight or a nine weight with a beyond max distance of what a three to five weight supposed to do same yeah. mechanics gotcha but when you don't even when you haven't looked and understood those differences i see a mental hurdle of that's too much line for me to throw no that's where your equipment starts working for you when you're comfortable with when you with 24 yeah, feet of line yeah. in the air which yeah. seems like well that's further than i've ever needed yeah but i mean that's where that's designed to work you know that's, that's that 24 feet of weight forward head of double thickness fly line is is enabling you to get rod load and line speed and be able to cast and that's
0: where you see a lot of the issues with with newer clients that that you run into nowadays is some of these faster action rods Mm -hmm. stiffer rods that require either more line speed or heavier lines to load to cast correctly people don't understand the you know the the breakdown of how to cast and they really struggle they'll go buy the new super sick sage x which is a great casting rod if you're throwing 30 plus feet of line yeah. but when you're just trying to push them up to a 15 foot cast at a redfish they no, they have yeah, trouble making
2: yeah, yeah. there's one brand x i had a client that fished for a few different trips with me and he really struggled and he, I could, he was practicing and he was improving some of his mechanics but he was struggling on the fishing part the rod just wasn't and i picked it up one day and threw it and i'm like this is what they gave you so yeah for beginner and eight and i'm not going to yeah. mention but it was I, I really disliked it. Yeah, the, the whole setup. I don't know if something was wrong or it was just – whatever. it was just I couldn't do much with it, and I gave him a very inexpensive, moderate-action eight-weight that I've found that everybody can throw, and and no matter if I've got a good caster or somebody learning, can still fish with it. And he picked it up and threw it three times and said, can you get me one of these? <laughs> yeah, yeah you know? awesome. And that was just it. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I mean, I, I couldn't understand why he wasn't progressing where he yeah. wanted to, and, and I think the equipment. I mean – At a certain point, the ultra-fast rods are going to make you a better caster because they will accept no nonsense. It's got to be straight tracking. Your rhythm's got to be on. You've got to have no errant movement. So they're going to force you to polish your cast because it really is all timing and rhythm. There's no muscle you can put into
0: it.
1: Yeah, yeah. that's true. Absolutely true. I think Mm -hmm. it'd be
0: cool. This just popped in my head, but maybe me and Billy and John, if he's interested, maybe we can bring a couple fly rods out, just do like a... Some I beers and great, some fly man. casting in yeah. the yeah, evening. If people are interested, if you want to get into fly fishing, come cast yeah. 10 or 12 different rods and see yeah. what you like. Dude, there's
1: a cool park uh, up here up the road from us that has like a little walkway on low tide or whatever that you can walk. I think it's, I don't know if it's low tide, but you know, the ponds all yeah. fluctuate. You can walk out on. I mean, it's a pretty oh, good yeah, strip a good a one. That yeah. way you got you kind of your front. It used, over be red, used yeah. to be
2: reds on that flat, but now there's too many people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right there. I know
2: with the with kayaks, people take the kayaks. Yeah, yeah. Have you all seen
1: the redfish are in it? Pages Creek, people. All the redfish. There's no reds in Pages <laughs> no. Creek, man. And that's that's it's good, polluted. man. So Pages <laughs> Creek's polluted. Hopefully, Josh, that answered your question, man. I was. Um, oh yeah, what was that? Was the forty? Yeah, forty-five all day.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, wherever works, as long as you're presenting the fly where you want to. And
1: yeah, and I watched a Lefty Cray video too, man. And he kind of put it like, if you put, I'm gonna just go to my main camera here. So if you're thinking about a plane, like, so if you put basically like this bench, like if I have this bench and I'm running my arm just straight across that. That's what he said, like, if you can keep it... And he was a beginner class, but he's yeah. like, if you can just keep that rod well, and, and keep your... Uh, now, once you get casting good, you can... Like Judson and I were talking about, you can mess with your wrist all you want, but to really keep that straight arm and just keep that real nice... You can nice break rhythm. your wrist
2: a little bit, but it, it it usually, if you watch people that break their wrist, everything else is so perfect. I but, mean, there's a... Yeah. There's a champion yeah. distance caster that I... His name escapes me. But I've seen him at shows, and he always... Breaks the myth of well, you know the myth of breaking your wrist yeah. you can't break your wrist and everybody's like oh no never and he would show you a hundred and twenty foot cast on a pie plate in the show yeah that's crazy. and he would break his wrist he's like look I'll break my <laughs> wrist a little bit here it's not the end of the world yeah, and I mean right. he's you know got hundred feet you know or go throw an eight weight all day the wrong the way
1: and your wrist will be broken
0: as well <laughs> yeah you, you're it's not just, him. Uh, it's just all about knowing how to make sure your rod tip's traveling that straight path. Yeah. Flexing, but still traveling a straight line. Yeah. So, And, dude, yeah. it takes
1: time, man. I know, like, I started fly Practice. fishing, like, five years ago. Dude, I spent hours. And then I still have one of those. Uh, and I don't know who makes, like, I'm sure all the brands may make them. But the was, little mini ones with I, the yarn? Yeah, I have a St. <laughs> Croix rod. It's, like, yeah. a little three or four foot. I mean, I take it out in the yard, like, every all winter long, like, whenever. Yeah. Keep you your fly rod
2: rigged cameras. up in last yeah. year's line. I mean, keep yeah. it, like, at least just, if you have to break it down some Put break in half, keep it in the closet. Yeah, take it out three days a week for five minutes. Don't sit there for forty minutes and exactly. just get frustrated. Yeah, and you'll blow yourself away. And if you just don't, you know, put it over a couple of weeks, pick it, and you. There's a couple little little things like um, you know practicing, and one thing I see a lot. We we've talked about a, a million different things on freshwater to salt water, but um. You're going to shoot a cast in saltwater way more than you ever would in Freshwater. In Freshwater, like you're saying with threes, fives, you're placing specific, you know, you're placing shots right where you want them, accurate little shots, and you're actually casting through and placing that shot. Whereas in Saltwater, you're looking for optimum rod load, and you're shooting, which is letting go of line that is laid and coiled on the deck or in a a basket or wherever, that the momentum of the line carries that out. So... Say you've got your 25 feet up in the air. I watch a lot of people with 25 feet up in the air coming from a freshwater background, and they'll creep a little bit of line out and creep a little and try to place. Well, you're never going to place a 70-foot cast, 60-foot cast. just not going to happen, even a 50. So you're going to have to learn to find the optimum rod load, optimum line speed, keep it there, and then on your presentation cast, change nothing but let go with your line hand. Okay. Yeah, that's
0: huge. I like that.
1: Yeah, dude, because that's a struggle. yeah. Yeah,
2: I see a lot of people trying, you know, it comes from... That's
0: the best I've ever heard that explained, too. I try to explain that every day.
2: It's hard hard to explain. (laughs) You know, again, I'm just old, and I've been trying to break it down for years to help people, you know, not be... Because if you come into Saltwater, you know, casting with... Without thinking about these things, or without at least, least, you know, the first trip, you're going to learn all this stuff, or have to figure out what you learned through. And I think a lot of people might bounce back and not be as excited to come do it, but...
1: Well, man, and I think that's the thing. You know, you get out there and people are not trained. Nobody's out there to show them how, or maybe they just don't. You know, like I'm a YouTube guy, dude. I'll get on there and watch Lefty Cray and like a bunch of Orvis guys like all day long. And then I'll go, like you said, I'll go take half my rod out or I'll take that little practice rod I bought Mm. with the yarn on it. And I'll just sit there and try to place, you know, shots, 20, 30 feet, you know, whatever, whatever that little thing can do. Um, but man, I could see And the first time I ever went fly fishing, I was with a buddy of mine. we were going down the Watauga river right there in East Tennessee. And dude, I was, I was young. I mean, I was praying like high school maybe. Yeah. And dude, I was a sloppy mess. And I just said like, I'm never doing that again. Like, that's yeah. terrible. I suck at fly fishing. And then my, then I got married and my father-in-law like lives on the South Olsen river is right. like, Basically, no option. Like you're, you're fly, fly fishing. fishing yeah, you're we, fly fishing. We're again. fly fishing family Cause you're, you married
0: my daughter. You're part yeah. of
1: and then my wife now. You want to get? Sc- I mean, my wife is a great. She's been fly fishing since she was like two. That's awesome. I didn't even know that. That's all awesome. That's she cool. She is solid, man. I'm. I go out there and I'm like screwing around the yard, and I'm like, man, I can't get this. And she comes out and just effortlessly just putting it where I'd say a lot of times <laughs> girls are
0: better than guys are because they're not trying to power it in there. Absolutely, to, it's not about strength pay, for them. Yeah, it's about yeah. tempo and. And, and, uh, and girls timing. will
2: listen. Like if somebody's want, you know, the, the lady anglers that maybe are wanting to learn, I can, I can have them casting a lot, or anybody can have. They'll, they'll be casting quicker than us guys. Yeah, because we're, we're not listening. We're muscling. We already know how to do it all. So I mean, yeah, you know, that's the, crazy. they're uh, definitely. Dude, she's
1: amazing. yeah, she's way better at fly fishing, fly casting than I am for sure. Man, so we spent. Hopefully, that's a value of people watching the show. I'm like I told Judson before we started this episode. I'm like it's gonna be a little selfish because I'm like really into learning how this to is, I mean, to it, craft this it's skill.
2: for a big thing. For I fly mean, fishing. we, we yeah. want to. I want welcome more people into it. Come check yeah, it out. For sure. But, I mean, I don't want you to come book me for a day for a high price casting lesson. Yeah. You know yeah. I mean, that's and, fair. And, that's yeah. fair of you. You know, it's, it's frustrating for you and frustrating for me and
0: leaves a bad taste. And then you and be, maybe oh, we but. could
1: do that. Let's put together something. A little out casting of, day, out just a, a hangout day. It'd be fun. Just a couple hours. I mean, yeah, comment on here if
0: you're interested in coming to a, a little casting session. Yeah, yeah. we'll set it just up. Just hang we'll out. We'll bring, bring a couple drinks and, and hang out and yeah. do, some, uh, do some casting at the park. Well, maybe yeah. not drinks. If we're at the public park. We'll see what happens. But yeah. um, <laughs> Bring some waters. <laughs> bring some waters or something. But, um, yeah, it'd be super fun to do. Um, so we talked about all that man.
1: So what, what else you got going on there, Sorry, Yeah I had,
0: I had one more thing That I wanted to bring up About the casting too And you said Like about the great resources On YouTube So many incredible resources To learn on YouTube And I feel like What happens a lot of times With clients is And I do the same thing There's You want to watch the You know the fishing videos You want to watch yeah, the people Hook yeah, in the red sure. fish The hero shot stuff um, And and you watch a lot of that And then all of a sudden It's like oh this looks pretty easy You know like And, and you, you forget that you know, th- there's so much learning. And I uh, I think it was a famous Keys captain. I can't remember who it was, but said, you know, you can buy the nicest boat, the nicest rods, the nicest fly line. You can have a house in the Keys in Montana, wherever you want to, you know, wherever you want to fish. But the last 60 feet are always up to you. You know, yeah. there's there's no <laughs> way yeah. to, to to make that fly go. Like there's no, there's nothing you can buy to make that fly land where it needs to, fly, to land, you know. Yeah. So it's all about that practice. It is so important to practice. You're not going to go shoot yeah. an under par game of golf without practicing you know
1: yeah i'm never going to shoot an under par game of <laughs> golf anyway
0: am, i'm
1: not either <laughs> something you can
2: improve upon for the rest of your life you know i'll I, I i still like to just cast just to cast you know yeah go out there and get the timing and the rhythm of a new rod or just you know all warming up and and the fishing part of it is you know i'm always fishing but i mean the casting can be kind of uh therapeutic I mean, for sure yeah it's something you can get better at till you're till you're done you know yeah, man, and I, really I, I definitely,
1: th- and it's a, such a cool community too, because not only are you, you know, you're learning, you're casting, you're, it's like an art of presenting flies. But then, I mean, we can jump into, we got a f- few minutes left here. What I mean, if we run over, whatever, but we can jump into flies too, because it's like, dude, like you don't have to go out and buy flies, like you can just go out and tie your own and, and do all kinds of stuff. So let's talk about that, man. What are your top like four like overall? You know, you're you're looking for what like redfish, trout, bluefish. Like, what are four go to your top four catch flies? And yeah. with that
0: too, kind of let's maybe if someone were to go buy just a yeah. couple flies, maybe not your top four, yeah, your top yeah. four, but also like if someone were to just go spend five dollars on flies, what are some productive ones for I them mean, to have as well? You know, it might be a harder fly
2: to throw, but everything will eat a crease fly. Yeah um and i just like a crease fly because the bites are more exciting and a crease fly is kind of hard to explain but it's a top water fly it's epoxy coated okay i was gonna ask it makes a little gurgle it's it's (laughs) basically just a creased over piece of foam attached to the hook oh it's got an oval face to it um it's a very sparse tide fly but it makes a little you get it just stripping right it makes a gurgle and a slap and everything eats it from reds to trout to ladyfish, to, you know, I'm sure a little tarpon would eat it. I mean, but the albies will eat it when the bait's the right size. Yeah. I mean, you got one in there? You're looking for no, no I'm not a crease fly But a, a, a crease fly or a gurgler, I mean, I'm a big surface. I have a couple of clients who are like, I won't throw anything but a surface fly at a redfish. I'd rather have one or two bites of surface on a
0: site caught fish than a subsurface. Here's fly. a little gurgler. I'm looking in here. I'm like, golly, I need to start tying some Oh, hold flies.
1: on a second. Here you go. Let me, uh, let me oh, yeah. bring you back on here, Judd. Uh, right this there is, uh, in front of you.
0: That's gurgler. So it's like just like a little basic shrimp fly. This is a terrible. Looking and my brother type. always tied. So I never
2: tied. It's very, te- I, you know, I build rods and stuff, but I never got everything. I would sit down a device and have something in my head. And, and what came out was not what was in my head. <laughs> <laughs> and my brother tied, and I've always had fly tires that could give me something better than what was in my head. So right? I just, yeah. I'm going fishing. I, I wish I could, but I I can't.
1: Dude, that's how I am. I'm very good at it. Like I said, my father-in-law, well, he, he bought me, like one year for Christmas, a bunch of um uh, fly tying yeah. gear. And, and I tied a few flies and actually caught fish on them, which was pretty rewarding. Um, But then, dude, like he's so good at tying them. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll just wait for you to tie some.
0: <laughs> I know. So, I've always uh, tried to find some friends that I can be like her. There's some younger guys that are good at t- better than tying flies, them than- better at tying flies, and be like, "Hey, I'll take you fishing, you know, once if you'll tie me thirty flies." <laughs> yeah, dude. I don't know if you can see it. that one gets bit, doesn't it? Yeah, that one does get bit. I haven't thrown that in a while. But what that's, is that? It's I mean, just, it's, just it's, I don't. What would you call it? It's, it's a little. It's just a piece of bunny with donker. some with some flash second, and let me,
1: some. Let me bring your full camera on there. I don't know yeah. what
0: half these are. Half these are just like you know, sitting just, there late at night, just trying sparse,
2: out. light. You know, I like I like something you can throw. It's got a nice weed guard on it. Yeah, for sure. I don't know sure. what you would call that,
0: but... I have no name for that. Um, but yeah, so for redfish, I just like anything that, that that could be a bait fish or a shrimp. Like something that yeah, looks match, like it's... match the hatch. I'm right okay. in the middle of gotcha. the two. And I'm not getting too picky, but I, a lot of times this time of year, I'm fishing in in the Cape Fear River, and, and the fish get really shallow. So I want something that's going to land soft. I mean, I'm fishing in six to eight inches of water a lot of times. if oh, wow. At the most two to three feet of water but but typically under a foot of water and those
1: are mostly like targeting redfish. targeting
0: redfish and okay. so anything that looks like a shrimp or crabs a worm. little crab and and sometimes i like a lot of crab patterns but some of them they don't strip as well there's as a there's
2: a pattern i've used that i've actually just ran out of a, a friend of mine tied it for me it's called a quabbit a quabbit. a quabbit, yeah, a quabbit with a K. Is that with rabbit in there? Is yeah, there, that was. Uh, did that's you like ever a meet a like Scott a tied for intercoastal <laughs> back in the day? I don't think he's he moved to Durham, but okay. he went to Belize, and that was one of the recommended oh, flies. Was a quabbit for the permit, and it's it's got some rubber legs. It's very crabby looking. It's very kind of a simple fly with a a little bit of rabbit. Yeah, and so on a pause, it breathes, and I have yet to see a shallow red turn the quabbit down if i'm throwing at him yeah um, no. i haven't seen that happen i
0: always tell people too with redfish it is and, and in some places and times of year yes they can be picky but for the most part it's presentation i mean yeah it's all about just their world is so small there's so much bait around this time of year yeah that they're not going to move to eat a fly they're gonna they're gonna move. 10 12 yeah. inches to
1: eat a fly so it's getting it, getting it close it's getting that get, fly get, right just, in there yeah. it's
2: getting it to them before they know you're there also yeah. a lot yeah. of times you know oh there he was and oh we missed but it, yeah you saw him so you never had a chance and what's
1: the distance that you need to be away i mean that, that'd be good for practicing your cast like you know what's the <gasps> what's your average i always shot? tell people 40, it five, changes
0: yeah. depending upon how fast that fish is moving how slow gotcha. that fish is moving And it changes depending on the client. But 35-foot cast, 40-foot cast is is plenty fishable. Yeah, um,
2: that's the thing. People talk about distance, and I know a lot of uh, Bahamian guys especially scare people off. Well, you got to throw 90 feet, man. And I I can't see anything at 90 feet, and I don't know where my fly is landing in a 10-foot circle in 90 feet. Uh, Right. Gotcha. Um, No, it's not that. But you can practice for distance because when you're getting 90 feet, when you're throwing the whole fly line, you're getting maximum efficiency out of your equipment so to me what that translates to is when you're on the water you can make a quicker presentation than that 40 feet you get the 40 foot shot 35 foot shot 30 foot shot if you can get the rod load quick and get to where you can get it you you can present that fly quick enough to get in front of that fish boom on a turning boat with an angle fish is moving um as opposed to when you're not getting maximum efficiency, you need a lot of false casts to get out there. That goes yeah. back to another thing. I don't know how much time we have, but like. Yeah, we can keep rolling. We're good, we can keep no, working working with, um, you know, everybody talks about the cast and fly fishing. That's just one component. Yeah. You've got yeah. to get beyond the cast. You've got to practice enough with the cast. So you're not thinking about every component of the cast, like a golf swing. You right. know, If you had to think about, okay, transfer weight and swing your shoulder and move it in, you know, you're going to fall down. Yeah. Um, so the, the cast is just something that you have to practice so it becomes a little bit automatic, but line management on the boat. Yeah. You know, there's so many times I see somebody, so, especially yeah. from freshwater, pick up an eight-weight and with six feet of line out of the tip and the leader and do 37 false well, casts yeah. to get out to where they feel like they're starting to load the rod, whereas you can flop out 10 feet in front of you on the water, learn how to water load, which is an exaggerated straight pullback all causing friction on the lo- on the line with the water surface loading your rod so as you go into a back cast you're loaded feather three more feet out there and then go into a forward cast to start working and find out let just enough line out so you're loading it good but that water load trick and being able to manage the line around your leg is is to me more important than being able to yeah throw 80 feet because i'm yeah. not fishing at 80 feet anywhere for sure for yeah, sure. But true. it's nice to practice at eighty because then you know, boom, once you get once you feel what it takes to make like let your equipment allow you to cast eighty feet, then you can translate that to quick forty foot shots in front of that fish before he's gone or before he's too close and you spook him or yeah. whatever. You know.
1: And I'd say another big thing that I had to learn when I moved here was like a double haul. Like I didn't even a know. Double what, haul. I didn't even know what the heck that was. Like somebody's like, Oh, you're gonna fly fish here? I'm like, Yeah, they're like, You know what a double haul is? I'm like, Sure don't. What is watch that? me do the
0: triple haul? Triple haul. Oh, triple man. haul is a dance that I made up. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So double d- haul is key. It just generates line speed. Yeah, dude. Yeah.
1: yeah. And it, well, and it's necessary here in Wilmington because it's like the Chicago, the East Coast. Man, it's like blowing wind all the time. It, so is. To, it is to uh, fish here. It's like yeah. I feel like that's a huge thing. I mean, yeah, I else, you guys speak to that. Let I me mean, go back to
2: Lefty. He said it. You know, double haul. What the double haul mostly does is translates everybody's makes everybody's casting errors larger. Yeah, <laughs> but you know you've got to get the timing, and the rhythm down first to even do a double. You know to oh, get into where yeah. a double haul is
0: not going to just yeah. It's right. like a, it's like a, what is that like
1: you. rubbing your head or rubbing your belly and patting your head at the same time. Yeah. That's like that's what it feels like to me when I'm trying to. It is it to is. do that.
0: It's awkward. It's it's so much like different timing. I imagine it's what like a good drummer is really good at. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. having different tempos going in their head at the same time. Yeah, so uh, we'll
1: do a whole episode on that. That's a neat way to put that.
2: I thought because I do that. I tell people learning the double haul that it. it is patting your belly rubbing your head. Right. But the
0: drumming thing, yeah. you know, yeah, it's like you're keeping a up. few different things going in your head yeah. at the same time. Yeah. And it's, it, it's, it's well, the
2: thing is, it's not in your head anymore. It's like, right. It becomes a muscle memory. It right. becomes an automatic, you know, response that you just get used to and becomes, and then, and then you're fishing, then you're moving on yeah. to fishing.
1: You know? Oh man, I spent hours and hours. And I bet if I got on one of your guys boats tomorrow, you'd be like, you really spent hours <laughs> and hours? Cause it just, it's like golf, dude, you got to go and well, do it all the you time. Do. Yeah. You do. yeah. yeah.
0: So, so there's two things that I always share. Like this is my bowel breakdown. Like in the morning, I want to say these before I forget them because I think they're pretty important. The first one is I always tell people, and this isn't a night, this isn't a hundred percent, but it, I tell people if they make a cast to a redfish, this is just for redfish, sight fishing redfish. If you make a cast to a redfish and you don't feel like you can feed that fish in five strips. Then I tell them to cast again. Okay. So, it, not And that's not five little ticks. Like When I'm in the zone, when I feel like I'm going to be in the zone where I can get bit, I'm stripping it two to five inches quickly. Tick, 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 tick. I want that fly moving. I never want it stopping in front of the fish. But I don't want it moving three feet away from the fish right. at once. And this is my, gotcha. what I found to be yeah. good for me. There's tons of different takes on this. But if you lay a cast out there and, and you don't feel like with maybe like two or three long strips and then some little ticks, you can make it work. Pick it up and go again because you've typically got what 10, maybe 15 seconds on a fish when you see them. Sometimes you're gonna have three minutes, but yeah,
2: but yeah,
0: watching tailing fish
2: and you think you got all this time. Like, I've watched tailing fish before, we're taking pictures of them, and if you don't throw the fly line, they don't leave, yeah, but sometimes two shots. And they're they it. they're done. They don't. They maybe don't leave. They don't bust out of there. But they've heard something that's off, and they yeah. and then they're gonna just protect. And you don't get a bite out of them. Yeah. So it's, yeah, um, yeah. The the stripping thing. I mean, that's, it's,
0: it's just. I hadn't heard it put that way, but that's a pretty. New and that way to that's do it. that's my thing. I didn't yeah. hear that from somebody, but it, I want to get that fly to that fish as quickly as possible once it's within range. Yeah. And so and 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 that means getting the cast there, but also getting. You know the strips yeah. into there, and the a big thing when fishing to redfish and and any fish that you're sight fishing to, yeah. you can see the fish, you can see your fly. You're going to be tempted to really rush that fly in there, but you've got to let that fish feel like they found it. Yeah, yeah. if you yeah. pull it in there real fast, it's going to spook the crab. Nothing,
2: there. nothing chases it. There, you know, a small crab or a shrimp or a little finger mullet is not chasing them down, even though they they know that. So, that's one thing I see with people talk about sight fishing is if I don't say anything or we don't go over. Okay, we see a fish crossing right to left. Where should I hit it? Where should I place my cast? A lot of people are going to try him right on the nose. Right. Yeah. Uh, and that rarely works. Uh, and another thing, too, is if you're just short <laughs> of the nose, now you've got just the close eye. So if you give that fly a little bit of life, and he doesn't eat it right away, now your only thing is to strip it closer to the boat, which you're getting to where you're not going to get a bite anyway. Right. So I always tell people... To lead the, f- if you know which direction he's moving, even slowly, lead him, and just get some of the leader beyond him, and then wait. Okay. To present in his sight window, which is that eye to eye pizza slice. What he within, f- you know, some days eight feet away, they're coming at it with reckless yeah. abandon. Some days it needs to be two feet in front of him. So you've got to put it in the sight window, and that takes a good. You know, you got to be aware of where your fly is, which is another part of the whole puzzle but getting it in there and looking like something that's crossing in front or a shrimp sweeping across his nose getting away from him you know or oh gosh there's a red let me get out of here where he he snaps he snaps and goes goes after i'm gonna eat it yeah so
1: we talked a lot about sight fishing let me ask you this and this is actually a question from griffin on here um, do you ever use a fly rod to find fish, or are you always sight fishing? Is it so? He says, is it possible to blind cast slash work an area, sure, knowing fish are there with a the fly sure. rod? Yes or no? Yeah, yeah.
2: sure. Okay, crease cool. fly is nice. So I like to. I like a surface fly. You'll see a roll or something, but uh, um, something with more presence. Yeah, something I think with a little lot of more people presence. think
1: fly fishing, sight fishing. Well, I put mean, those together. you know,
2: if you're gonna, if I'm gonna say I'm gonna, I don't know, if I'm gonna just search and I don't know, I'm typically gonna pick up a spinning rod unless. You You really want to get it on the fly. Unless you're really specifically trying to do something like, well, you know, I've fished some stripers in the Cape Fear on fly and haven't caught very many, but I've fished a lot. And I mean, you know, two or three bites in a day for hundreds of casts, <laughs> all blind. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there's plenty of blind speckled yeah. trout. It's a wintertime
0: workout routine. But, you know, bl- <laughs> you know, without
2: actually seeing the fish, yeah, working it like you would, a, you know, a spinning rod. There's there's definite ways to, to to blind cast a fly and make it
0: effective. For sure. Yeah, okay. And yeah. like he was saying, that crease fly is that big. Something flashy in the yep. water. Yeah. Don't throw the little small fly you're going to sight fish with because no. they don't see that unless it's... You know, within two feet of them. Yeah. So something flashy, something that makes some noise.
1: That's awesome. I'm gonna read a couple of these comments because I, I don't oh, know. This one guy says, uh <laughs> Nicholas Nicholas Deason. Do you guys know him? I do not. He uh, says, I'm going to take up fly fishing just because I'm tired of throwing cast nets for live bait. <laughs> I like it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> we'll be ready it. to spend like a couple thousand dollars on fly tying material <laughs> and you get sucked into that.
1: So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then Quentin Holly said, y'all are going to talk me into buying a fly setup. Nice. So, yeah. Hit me up. Awesome, I got one. Man. I'll sell you. Yeah, <laughs> right. I got a bunch. I'll sell you. Yeah.
2: You don't have to break the bank. Get yeah.
1: Well, well, man, I think we could talk for another hour probably about fly fishing. I mean, cause it's a passion of mine, passion of your guys, but, um, we'll you know, part two, we, yeah, we, we, have to we do, should do another we have to one to do something, do another one. And, um, cause you know, I have this motto in my life. I, I like to leave people with less wanting more than more wanting less. So we can uh kind of narrow it down, but, <laughs> First of all, I want to talk a little bit about, um, you, you say you're building rods, you're doing some of that stuff, yeah. so I don't want to miss, you know, I feel yeah. like we, we, I wanted to bring that up in the beginning, yeah, totally no, forgot. that's fine, that's fine. Um, so, so tell us about that, man, kind of a new new yeah, venture I've, for I've, you? Yeah,
2: I've kind of opened up uh, Circle H Outfitters, which is uh, a business here in town, it's kind of an offshoot of my, uh, my Circle H charters, and I, I got into fishing for a living, like I said earlier, coming from land serving as a career path. And Was taught how to build rods build rods in Fort Lauderdale. So that got me into it uh, It's pretty tedious. I don't love it. I love the finished product. I love designing it. I love being able to make what what I want to fish with um, and You know, so I, I, I've been building rods and I've got my store up and now I've, I've, I've got a, uh, a small shop where I do custom rods and consulting and kind of boat packages uh, some of my blue water stuff um put together blue water packages for traveling boats and things but um i do build custom rods circle h outfitters you can get a hold of me you know circle h charters but um and i'm i'm uh, building on that you know daily on what i can offer people but a lot of consulting can get them things they need um and a lot of custom stuff and you know i'm there just for questions and answers if anybody needs me
1: yeah, man. Well, dude, yeah. I, I think that's awesome. And, and so they can get your information. I just want to give your website out here. It's circlehcharters.com. That's me. That's right. Yeah, that's where yeah. I found all your, your info here. So go. Our cell number's on there. You okay. Know, don't hesitate
2: to call me even just a question. Yeah. I, you know, I'm meaning to ask you, what the heck were you talking about? You know, or call me out on something. We can argue. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's,
1: a, <laughs> did I love confrontation? You're more of a
2: lover <laughs> than a fighter, though. Yeah, I don't really want to. I mean, I just argue for fun. So, really I, so
1: I'll, I'll ask this one more question here of Griffin. Appreciate you asking questions, Griffin, uh, by the way, and anybody else that has last-minute questions. Uh, after we follow up with these kind of questions, then we'll let you have some closing thoughts, and then, yeah, man, we'll go from there and maybe do part two. Um, so Griffin says, how do you approach a flood tide? I'm on a paddleboard and can never find fish. How do you locate areas and find—I mean, this might be a loaded uh, question—areas and find fish? He says he only fishes right now behind Figure 8 Island.
2: You know, the the um, floods—just keep looking at all the areas, and and I'm hesitant to give out a secret of mine for that, but it would be satellite shots. I just did it, and now I'm like, it's done. So, I mean, you know, most people go, oh, I never thought of that. Let me
1: plug my phone in, and you can just show me.
2: (laughs) Yeah, no.
0: Um, <laughs> you can see the yeah, grass no. from your, from yeah. your phone or from yeah. your satellite image.
2: Yeah. And you can, and, and, the, and just concentrate on an area and concentrate on the flood tide itself the hour before the hour after and concentrate on one area. Cause if you're never finding fish, you maybe start looking at just some different spots, maybe a couple hundred yards away, but just some different bottom, different areas, different big tides. Um, there's fish back there. they there'd be a little more pressure, but. Um, you did, you know, especially coming up here, September, October, the big giant tides. If you look hard enough, you'll find them. Now, one thing with a kayak is you're a little bit lower, to the, or the paddleboard, you're a little bit lower to the water, and you may want to get up as high as you can around some of the islands and actually wade some of them um, with yeah. some harder bottom. Yeah, you for know, sure. Get over there with the paddleboard, but a lot of times you're at a different angle, and if you're making any noise, they're not going to stand for it. They right. may not spook, but they're going to leave.
0: Yeah. So I would say just quick little pointers, like just to to piggyback off what John was saying, eight to 12 inches of water. Yeah. Maybe a little bit more. If it gets much deeper than that, you're not going to see them tailing areas that have a lot of access to the, to the flooded grass as far as creeks or bays close to the flat. Um, And then also an area that you might already know there's a school of fish or a good number of fish near that grass flat. You got a better chance of fish being up there. So that's kind of what I look for. Yeah. I would agree. we
1: find these guys at the uh, boat ramp and paddle really fast behind them.
0: <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, John, I appreciate you coming on the show. No, oh, man, I me. think your camera bogus out on me again here. Yeah, I broke um, it. I broke it. Okay, well, that's okay, man. We'll, we'll just put my Judson's ugly mugs up here and talk to you.
0: But... Dude. I do have one more announcement. Yeah, go ahead. Go for so it. So Jay Grisso, real real uh, big fan of the show. Oh yeah. Uh, he just texted me. He's like, Hey, will you please share this? So it's real cool stuff. So on September 14th, there's a you can volunteer your boat to take active duty active duty uh, military personnel oh, fishing cool. out of Southport Marina. So there'll be oh, a wow. meal provided. It's just a real cool opportunity to get down there. There's tons of people. He was telling me I'm going oh, to try to do it this cool. year and and just be able to take people fishing. Yeah. It's all volunteer time, and it's definitely, you know, we get to get out there and fish all the time. These guys, you know, they're, they're serving our country, and, and and they don't get to get out on the water. And so it's just super cool for for us to be able to volunteer our boat and get people yeah. out on the water fishing. That's they cool. And what date
1: it. is that on again? That's
0: September 14th out of Southport Marina. So you can look up Southport, the yeah. uh, the information online. And check out Jay Grisso. Uh, it's J-A-Y-G-R-I-S-S-O. If you have any questions about that, you can hit him up on, on Instagram or Facebook. Super nice guy, real fishy guy um but he he's been he's been asking me about that, and I think it's a super cool way that we can yeah, share what we awesome, love man. and serve our community and so, give back too. Yeah. That's
1: awesome, awesome man. well, John, appreciate it yeah Jay, appreciate yeah, you if you're you listening guys. and to to sharing that John really really appreciate being on the show man, I wish this camera i I gotta get up and fix it and tweak it but you anyway, can lay your head right here. We'll just kinda roll with it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Not man, I appreciate you being at... on the show. And so if there was some, you know, last thought, uh, you know, and really, I guess we kind of hit beginners. I mean, if anybody that's fly fish a lot, hopefully they learned, you know, if they're, especially if they're freshwater coming to come to come to saltwater, they learned a lot. I know I did. Um, but what are, what's some last minute, you know, tips or like encouragement or just last minute thoughts from you?
2: I mean, you know. I don't know if it's directed at me or Judd, but I mean, just don't, you know, don't be intimidated. Nobody was, except for Lefty, born being a good fly fisherman. <laughs> yeah, and, exactly. And, and, you know, there's so much information out there. I mean, just, just with either one of us for questions or, like you said, YouTube's got.
1: Dude, a ton the, you know, of content.
2: Just don't yeah. get intimidated and then, and then okay, I'm going to commit to it and you got to practice, you know. Yeah.
0: yeah, it's tough. It's a tough game. So, uh, Luke Luke Tippett wants to uh
1: incorporate a new rule next year for Striper Fest. Oh boy, he says, Can we make a rule that John has to fish Striper Fest with fly only this year? Maybe that would give the other guys a shot. (laughs) I'll do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's it. perfect you if just, you're gonna do
0: it let's make a team i want to do it with you fly because be i don't that'd catch anything fun. during that tournament anyways so <laughs> wait i thought i saw problem. a trophy
1: over there for striper Fest. That, that, that was, was one year
0: i got lucky i had a client that knew the striper better than yeah i went to john's spot
1: yesterday <laughs> there's like 12 of them
2: you got you gotta get lucky that's the only way in that one i mean i yeah. don't know
0: Man, guys will go catch like 20 the day before, and we, the, that tournament day sucks every year, it feels like. It's like it the always, tournament's incredible, but the a, fishing's tough. It never is yeah. a good day. Yeah, I mean, not, the fishing's r- tough. Rarely is it a
2: good day. I mean, I've had it, the day before the tournament catch like 15, 18 yeah. fish, and then the tournament
0: day, like no bites. That's probably because yeah. we're all going the day before trying to figure it's where they are out.
2: and whack them. It may be. It oh, might man. be. Hopefully, they'll come back after Florence, but they did take a hit. Yeah.
1: yeah. Well, man, really appreciate you being on the show. We're going to set up that. Everybody's saying, like, hey, make sure you set up that uh, day in the park, do some fly fishing training or whatever, uh, casting. Yeah, Um, Dude, I don't see any more comments or questions that I missed on my side. I I think my system's a little slow at getting them. Uh, But anyway, guys, man, appreciate you joining us for another episode, episode 10 here, talking about saltwater fly fishing. Just a lot of great content, man. I'm going to probably get back and watch this one a few times yeah. just to to refresh and and
0: learn so um It's gotten me excited about a bunch of other fly fishing shows that we can do as well. Dude, we, if this one yeah, if dude. we just got into the basics here, there's so much we can there's jump so into. There's so much Go more, more yeah. specific. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah it, it, targeting different species and where and how and
0: there's um, so much on our little run sheet that we didn't we even We didn't touch. even talk about it. <laughs>
1: because we just nerded out on it. So anyway, guys, really appreciate you uh, jumping on here on Eastern Current. Justin and I work super hard to bring the show to you every week, so you'll check out the podcast. It'll be live tomorrow. I try to get that uploaded as quickly as possible. Um, and then also it'll be available on YouTube, and then you can always watch it replayed back here on Facebook. Uh, like, share, comment, whatever. I'm going to give away right now this Picture that this painting that Judy Brock arguably the number one (laughs) used to be the fan of the show until she got her card game card card hustle back. She's
0: playing cards with her ladies uh, on Tuesday nights now so she can never tune in. So here we go. I'm going to pick
1: a random winner and it is oh, here we go. Audrey Grisso. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) She says uh yeah so there you go audrey well we're gonna be sending that to you i know we sent jay a hat i believe not too long ago or you handed off to him so anyway guys we'll be back next week we'll update you on the topic we were working on a trout uh series of shows and i think we're going to postpone that for a couple weeks um and maybe go a different route for next week so we'll let you know just uh, follow us on instagram facebook right here we don't have a tweeter we don't have a twitter um, and then, yeah, check out our podcast. Go on iTunes and rate our podcast. It's very helpful when you guys do that. And, and we, we changed some stuff on there. So when people look up fishing, now they can hopefully find us. We had, did some word changes. and We're learning how, how
0: the keywords work on there
1: yeah yeah and if you're great at marketing and you want a free gig just let me know like <laughs> come and do some all the help we can get yeah absolutely well guys we appreciate it once again i'm billy thorpe that's judson brock this is eastern current we'll see you next week same time same place tuesday 8 p.m have a great week bye